Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. How are you guys? Super sorry. I haven't done a podcast in a couple days. I'm actually really sick. Might not sound sick, but I am. My, like, tonsils and there's some stuff in my throat and it's really bad and it's painful and it's really bad. So keep me in your prayers that I feel better. Um, it's actually getting worse each day and that's super depressing. But <clears throat> I wanted to do a podcast tonight because I'm looking, I'm sitting in my truck. The property that we have in Michigan is 23 acres, and there's these windmills all around. Or as my, my wife calls them, windmills. She doesn't say it on purpose. She says windmills, and it drives me crazy because I say, oh, really? What type of food do they serve there? Oh, oh it's a windmill? No, sorry. I digress. I, I digress. But I'm looking at it, and these things are huge. They're, I think, 500 feet tall to the tip of the blade when it's up. And they're just monstrous things. And this summer, uh, something broke. And we have two windmills on uh, each side of our property. And they're super clean and sleek looking. They're so gigantic. I don't know if, depending on where you live in the country, if you've never seen the way that they transport the, the components of these things, it's wild. It is crazy. And to me, I just think it's beyond epic that they exist, that, that humans... In, created something like this and really a windmill is not even like some feat of engineering that's like the greatest or the pinnacle of success like it's amazing to me but there's things even greater if you look at like the particle accelerators and CERN and all these things like humans have done amazing crazy things and it got me thinking you know nothing that really changes the world ever happens by yourself and even if you look at like Elon Musk, some of the things that he's doing with technology and, you know, self-driving cars and SpaceX and Tesla and uh, who knows, right? Like Tesla doesn't make a lot of money. They're always raising money because it's not profitable at all. So I'm not saying uh, they're the greatest one way or the other. All I'm saying is that he's the figurehead. He's what's called the charismatic leader or the attractive character for that company. And he deals with the media and he creates hype and he does all this stuff. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of super smart engineers and scientists and programmers and whatever working on the vision that he has created for his company. And even with our small businesses, uh, why is it that we have this vision of grandeur? This vision of financial freedom, this vision that we're going to be debt free and we're going to like have this life of freedom, be able to travel and do all this stuff. Uh, but we think we can do way more on our own than we can. You know, Henry Ford, uh, I think I, I'm going to botch the quote, but more or less a famous Henry Ford quote talks about how the reason he was successful is because he surrounded himself with people smarter than he was. And really the role of a, a Henry Ford or an Elon Musk or a you is to be a facilitator of resources, right? Maybe not a facilitator, a delegator of resources, like an investor of resources. And we have a small team at my software company and my cleaning company that we sold. It's been over three years now. We had between 20 and 25, or I can't remember if it was like 28 or 29 employees during the summer. I can't remember. It was 20 to 30 employees. And I wasn't involved in the hiring process at the end. I didn't do the interviews. I didn't do anything. Like people get hired, trained, deployed, they'd work, they'd get fired, they'd get written up, and I didn't do any of it. And that is a really small microcosm because our industry, if someone like Brandon Vaughn builds a, you know, a three or four million dollar business, that is like a, a massive thing. And there's very, very, very few home service companies that get beyond that. There are some. There's conglomerates. 
there's private equity companies that acquire a whole bunch of things and they might cumulatively do, you know, 20 or 30 or 50 million. Uh, but in general, for everybody out there fighting the good fight, it's little owner operators do, doing between, you know, 200 to a million in revenue. And that's awesome. But I think the importance of team can't be understated. Like what's capable when you get the right people around you can't be understated. And uh, I'm going to be doing some work with a mentor of mine this week on my personal calendar and the way that I'm investing my time and trying to figure out like, how do I reduce pressure and noise in my life? As Alex Sharpen would say, how do I focus my time on the things that are the highest and best use of my actual time and then in conjunction with that how do we take the people that are on our team and get them to be using like like producing maximum output based on their highest and best use of their time based on their skill set and their talents and their passions and all that stuff and the ceo you and by the way if you if you're the only person that works at your company you're still the ceo how do you number one create a vision that other people can rally behind and then once you have a few people, or even one person, or even yourself, how do you uh, allocate your time and your resources in a way that leverages everything at the highest degree? How do you do that? Well, I don't know. I guess it's situational, but that should be your focus. That should be the most important thing. The people that are ultra uber successful, they're masters at uh, assembling a world-class team and then turning people loose on the thing uh, that they're best in the world at and trying to block and protect them from the noise of the things that they're not best in the world at. So if you look at Apple, you know, Steve Jobs is dead now. Tim Cook is the CEO. Uh, would it make logical sense for Tim Cook to spend some of his time uh, doing like low-level admin work for Apple or being a janitor at their world headquarters? Is that like a, a sound financial decision? That in, in his case, because they're a publicly traded company, it would be a mismanagement. It would be like an egregious mismanagement of his time and his position for him to do it. It doesn't mean that he's above it. Maybe he thinks he is. I don't know. But he's not above it. It's just a bad decision. It's just a misallocation of his personal resource, right? He needs to focus on whatever he needs to focus on. And for us as small business owners, we wait so long and we're so scared to assemble a team even though doing so is the ticket, is the key that unlocks the door to us having what we want. And look, do, do things imperfectly because it's still better than not doing it. We get sucked into these traps, especially with a seasonal type of local home service company. There's busy times and slow times. There's, there's, you're, you're super rich and fat with cash and then you're broke and you're freaking out and you're overreacting and panicking and hyperventilating and it goes up and down, up and down. And if you don't plan things in advance... If you don't create the space for yourself to think and build a strategy before you get all obsessed with the tactics, if you don't have a plan and a strategy, if you don't pay attention to the financial piece, you're going to keep getting stuck. And so I work with people now that we're toward, you know, middle, middle of the summer right now, I work with people and everything's a mess because they didn't sufficiently plan or maybe they did some planning, but they didn't execute on their plan because they were scared or because they felt the plan wasn't perfect enough. And they keep getting stuck over and over and over in the similar position that they were last year. And it's super sad. You have to have a team. You have to get a handle on having a team. And to do that, you have to understand your numbers. You have to understand the vision of where you're going. And you have to lead and inspire people. But really, I think as, as small business owners, assuming that you want a larger automated business that doesn't require you to be there, I'm just making that assumption that if you're listening to a show like this, that's what you want. <clears throat> 
if that's what you want, this has to be your number one priority. Is how do you get little Timmy to go beast mode at being little Timmy? How do you get the person who's great at talking to customers to just really refine and expand that thing? How do you get your sales guy who just thinks it's the coolest thing in the world to close a deal? How do you get him living in his zone of genius every day? How, what metrics do you need? What types of training do you need? What types of accountability do you need for them to do that? And, and really at the foundation of it all is how do you do that for you? How do you do it for yourself first? You know, my, my, my phrase of the year going into this year was discipline equals freedom. Now, I'm in Russell's inner circle, Russell Brunson's inner circle. It's a super expensive paid mastermind, but I'm in another mastermind group that I've been in for three years with my buddy Ron, Casey, and Chase. And uh, we picked like a, a, a phrase of the year going into 2018. And my phrase, I thought about it for a long time, and I couldn't shake the discipline equals freedom phrase. Because the path is rooted in discipline. And I struggle with that a lot. I don't like a tight calendar. I don't like appointments blocked off a certain way. Like it stresses me out. I'm the typical ADD entrepreneur that wants to be flexible, to be creative and wander around. And that's important. And I really, I feel I haven't done a great job. I've done a bad job this year. Adhering to what I claimed my number one focus was this year, which was discipline equals freedom. And when I woke up this morning, I like opened my eyes, I woke up, and I had an epiphany. My throat hurt, I'm sitting there in bed, but I had this epiphany, it got me excited. And the epiphany that I had was that it's about the principles, not my emotion. And so when I look back at this year for me, because I'm, I'm an inspiring, motivated dude, not every second, but in general, that's who I am. That's who I've always been way before I had this podcast. When I was young, I was the quarterback of the football team, and we were terrible, and we lost our homecoming 69-0. to zero. Even in those moments, the, the macro obvious trend for me was to, to make the people around me better and to build them up and to push them and to push myself and to be inspirational and all this stuff. I didn't even know why I was that way. I still don't know. God just made me that way. Maybe you're that way. But I haven't been very disciplined this year and our original goal this year in 2018 was to take send gym and grow it to 10 million dollars and that's what we tried to do and i went super crazy psycho beast mode uh this spring working towards that end and then things weren't working and some people on our team it was like weird not a whack and the financials were looking weird and i was trying to understand our business model and i talked to russell brunson i'm talking to people i respect some of the people that have been guests on the show i'm like what am i doing wrong what's wrong with me right? What's wrong with me? Why can't I just figure this out? I should be smart enough to figure this out. And Alex Sharfin told me, uh, Alex Sharfin has built two companies that he have done over a hundred million dollars each. And if you haven't listened to his episode, go back and listen to it. It's fascinating. And I'm talking to Alex, you know, off record. And I'm like, what, you know, what's wrong with me? I can't figure this out. And he's like, Josh, there's, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with you. You're just not understanding the path, the path. And he has this really cool resource called the Billionaire Code. And it's like this matrix, this like spreadsheet-ish type document that you can check out. But here's the deal. I'm the kind of guy that can take an idea in my brain and easily go make several hundred grand really fast. And with a little bit of extra effort, I can take an idea in my brain and make a million dollars with it. And I've done that more than once. And it's not that hard. But now that I'm trying to go from a a couple million in revenue to 10, something's broken. 
And so initially I felt like I was a failure or I was doing something wrong. And what I'm starting to understand is the importance of a team. I've always been huge on culture and I always take care of people and love on people and invest in people. And I listen to what they're trying to do and try to help facilitate it. But that's not quite enough. And because I haven't built a $10 million company before, I couldn't see it. But now I'm starting to see it. As I look at this windmill right now, I'm thinking, hmm, like, what does this windmill, this 500 foot tall, massive structure that's super quiet, it's clean, it's white, like it's engine, there's the design beauty, there's the engineering beauty, then there's the utility value of what it does, and it produces electricity and all this stuff. Like all the brains that had to come together to create this thing and to get the municipality where it's located to even agree to do it because a lot of people hate these things because they're giant and they're in the middle of farms and some of the old timers are like no this is ruining our view which is valid like i get it how did a whole team of people come together and make that freaking thing happen i can promise you it's not because one person was a nice guy and inspirational and motivational to a small team. No, they thought really big and they've surrounded themselves with people and the capital and the resources they needed through networking and relationships and prior wins or whatever. Like uh, this is a massive group effort to make this happen. And if you have big visions for your business, if you have big ideas, if you really want to leave a legacy and change your family tree, Yes, you have to do hard things. I always say do hard things. Doesn't matter how hard it is, only matters if it's worth it. Yes, that's true, I believe that. But if you're continuously living in a place where it's really hard on you, you can listen to a show like this and get motivated and push through another month and push through another year and push through another five years. You can do that and like you're admirable and you're a beast. You're like you're you're a rock star for doing that, but you're not gonna get out of it. If everything you're doing, every result you're chasing is 100% reliant on you going beast mode and working harder, if that's the case, how do you not burn out over time? It's just science. It's math. It's just logical. You're one person. What if you get sick? I have a sore throat. Now what, right? So yes, I'm the charismatic leader, attractive character of Send Jim right now. And I will be for a while. And you are the charismatic leader and attractive character of your small business right now but how do we transcend to that next level how do we do it it's by building a team of people around us and getting them to get further ahead it's by equipping them to go crush it and i'll end on this note gary keller is the founder of the largest real estate company in the world keller williams realty and something he said one time i listened to an interview with him that just kind of blew my mind and he talked about how the reason he's so successful is because he allows other hungry, entrepreneurially minded people that are inside of his organization, he gives them unlimited upside. And what he said, this is what he said that was crazy. He said he allows them to build their own universe. No, 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 I'm sorry, crap, I messed it up. He allows these people to build their own solar system inside of his universe. And so he's thinking so big, he gets these super hungry A player people around him that catch the vision. His model's different. The way that Keller Williams works is different. And he just turns people loose. And he worked really hard for a really long time. Then he started getting momentum. He started turning more people loose and more people loose and more people loose. And what's happening is the people inside of his company are achieving more than they ever would have thought possible in their wildest dreams, but they're still inside of his universe. That's why he's a multi-billionaire. That's why it's the largest real estate company in the world is because he facilitated that. He was an allocator of talent and resources. 
hopefully this makes sense. <laughs> a little bit of a rant. Uh, just kind of some things I'm thinking right now. And I appreciate all of you very much. And I'm still very excited for the second half of the year and all the podcasts that we're going to do and the interviews we're going to do and some of the things I have coming up. I'm going out, out to Boise in a few weeks to a Alex Sharfin event, the guy I just mentioned who I've been, you know, became friends with and I've been talking to and he's, he's helped me a lot. He's been on the show. And then I'm going to, you know, the huge convention in August as well. And then I have a mastermind group in September with Russell Brunson. It's going to be cool. I'm going to have a lot of takeaways to share with you guys so that you can reap an ROI off of my investment into these groups as I try to figure out how to get what we want. How do I make my biggest contribution? How do I actually achieve the thing that I want to do before I'm dead? I got time. I'm only 36 years old. I have time. But I'm getting impatient because I feel stuck. It's driving me crazy. And it's not because I'm bad or broken. It's because there's some things I'm doing that are slightly off. Some perspectives I have that are a little bit like off in terms of how much uh, weight I should carry on my own individual shoulders as opposed to building a strategy and delegating to my team uh, a way to uh, accomplish that strategy. And you can do the same thing. I don't care if you have a house cleaning business. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The principles are the same for all of us. And I hope this is an inspiration to you and is motivational to you. I hope you had a great weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. God bless.